Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from around the world. Welcome to our podcast, Hapakuli. This is your host, Fatu and Murungi. Welcome to Hapakuli. Thank you all for um, listening um, to the previous podcast. And um, we, we have, we're very happy with regards to the to the comments we get in, um, to the suggestions and such. Um, please send in your comments and your uh, views on what you feel about the previous episodes. So today, today's episode um, is kind of a little bit, um, it's hitting home for me because it has happened to me somehow. And um, today we'll be talking about disorderly conducts and frost, fraudsters in Japan. Um, so recently, in recent news, we have all heard of Hush Puppy. Do you do, do you know about that, Murungi? Hush Puppy. Yeah, um, a Nigerian millionaire. Now, that one, the one, the only thing that I have seen is that he was apparently arrested by the FBI from uh, from Dubai. Yeah. I really didn't follow the story closely because I don't know the guy. <laughs> Yeah, Hush Puppy is like a um, Instagram celebrity, Nigerian, um, but he he's kind of like a millionaire. But mm-hmm. he was arrested because of fraud, online fraud that he has been committing. That's how he gets all his money. So in today's episode, basically, um, we're talking about that. So when we talk about fraud, I mean, from all around the world, people do scams and such. We are not, it's not like... Um, news, mm. but in Japan, because we're in Japan, particularly, we want to talk about that, especially Africans that are committing these frauds and scams and giving bad names to Africans here. Mm. And also <clears throat> to kind of like warn other Africans, you know, because sometimes Africans are actually the victims of these fraudsters. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a two way thing. It's a two-way thing. I mean, I was a victim. I was a victim. <laughs> I didn't know anything about this, and it just happened to me. So these are real things that are happening in Japan. Mm. People are doing um, really bad things here, and we need to talk about it. Um, mm. Yeah. So I, I think just to give a background, um, so usually people come to Japan um, for many reasons. Yeah. And some of the different statuses that people get when they come to Japan for example, me and Murungi, we have we are students. We were, I was a student. Now I have a work visa. Mm. Then I think there are others who come on spouse visas. Yeah. For example, if your husband or wife mm-hmm. is a student or is working here, you can come on spouse visa. Uh, the processes are those ones are also quite lengthy. This country is a country of. Processes and papers because yes. it's so exhausting. <laughs> yes, yes. And other, uh, on other resident status, you have refugee. Refugee basically, these are people that came in illegally in Japan, but they visited the immigration and they were given a, a temporary status of a refugee. And then lastly, you have the illegals, those that have overstayed their visa, they have no sort of papers just mm. roaming around Japan. And these are a lot in Japan. And actually, these are not just Africans, like nationalities from around the world, like, you know, the refugees and the illegal people staying here. A little bit about the refugee status. Um, I tried to ask around. It Mm -hmm. seems to be not very, it's not not a clear-cut thing. I don't know how people do it. Like, even the poor explaining it to you, it's really not clear. I think there's so much... So much stuff involved in it. Yeah, there are a lot of paperwork that involved in um, getting a refugee status. You are usually an illegal until for a long time that they tell, okay, we um, we give you a refugee status when you have good reasons for leaving your country to come here. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, well, to make your life easier, really, <laughs> it's easier to take the, you know, the, the first three, the student work or spouse visa, yeah, that really don't have so much, you know, so much headache. True, true. Yeah. So yeah, when we talk about disorderly conduct um, with Japanese culture, um, what comes to your mind, basically? First of all, I'd like to say, 
I really I watch these days I watch a lot of news mm-hmm. from Japan and the general image we have of Japanese as people is like it's like almost it's as if they are superhuman they don't commit crimes and stuff <laughs> but actually they also do yes they in, do like the past two months what has been making news first of all was the corruption scandal of um uh, i think the former mayor and the ex chief justice of mm-hmm. japan whoa the, the actually it's the chief former chief justice of japan and his wife they're from Hiroshima. They apparently paid off people to, I think, give them a give her a second term, another term mm-hmm. in local government in Hiroshima. It's been a huge scandal. <laughs> so she wanted to be elected again for a second. I think term. so. I, I I think so. So they, you know, they're giving money envelopes and stuff to people. So it's been a huge scandal. like a bribe. Oh my God! Bribe, yes. I personally never thought that they that get to bribery mm-hmm. and all these things. Because I mean, you see, everything is done according to the book in this country. Yeah. But I think the longer you stay here, and probably the more you understand the language, you realize, yo, these people are just people like us. <laughs> true. True. I mean, you you see a lot, a few disorderly conduct. It's not that much. Um, mm-hmm. You can go on a train and see a drunk Japanese yeah. um, doing like just displaying, like not, you know. But usually it's because they are drunk or under under some influence. But ninety percent of Japanese, I feel, um, are honest and mm-hmm. they are well behaved. From how I how how I, from what I feel and how how I've been here in Japan, what I think mm-hmm. Japanese are very honest and they're well behaved. Well, the other other yeah. you know things that I have seen, of course, it's called chicken. You know, that's like uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because the trains are crowded and stuff, some guy could just decide to grab your ass. Grab yeah, your weirdos. There's some. There are a lot of weirdos. Yeah, uh, that is something that's also common. But I personally haven't faced it. I, I don't know. I think because I, I I would like to think that they kind of fear your reaction, mm-hmm. so they know how you will react. So they won't go that far <laughs> to touch you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I have not experienced that in Japan yet, but some people have experienced that. But Africans, I'm not sure, but. It's being published, published, publicized um, everywhere. So mm. people know about it, and people know that it's wrong and it's just a crime here in Japan. Yeah. The others have been things like uh, maybe not uh, apart from the bribery at high government level. Mm-hmm. There's been like bribery, like in companies, you know, like bidding and tendering. No, let me tell you, these are things that shocked me because oh I was God. like, these guys, like, cause. Things seem to be, as I said, eh, everything is according to the book and systems work. And yeah. I'd always felt like it's difficult for for you to, you know, find a loophole in the system. But the human beings, so they also find loopholes and all these things come onto the news. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, and yeah, as you said, the drunk guys, oof. In the night, if you're alone on some lonely street, my friend, eh? I don't think you want to be in that situation. That is why I don't like being on trains on Fridays. Friday night, <laughs> I want to be on a train because everyone is off work and they already they're already drunk and it's just uh, just the most horrible time to get on a train. Friday nights, don't do that in Japan. Yeah, that is true. So we're talking about disorderly conduct. We we know that Japan is not like a hundred percent like innocent country or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, some few things, but overall, <laughs> overall compared to other countries, but like um, we we hardly hear of Japanese um doing scams or lying to people or being dishonest about some things just to gain some money from them and such. But these are some things that we have experienced here from Africans that are living in Japan. Um, actually, just to add on to that, mm-hmm. uh, I think like for Africans, because already there's a language barrier, yeah. I don't think they might approach you 
mm-hmm. to try and scam you or anything. But in the news, they do scam each other. <laughs> you can always do that. You've heard of like uh, like the young boys, the young guys, 20, 30 year olds who call up uh, old ladies and tell them, ah, this is your grandson or this is your son. Um, you know, I am stuck, blah, blah, blah. So the old ladies, wow. they, you know, they send them the money. They send them money. Like that is one of the biggest scams that are going around because there's a huge aging population. Mm-hmm. Those old people, like they live by themselves. They are grandkids and their kids like live in different prefectures. Okay. Or they like, call them and tell them, oh, this is your nephew, so and <laughs> so. So the old ladies, you know, because they're filled with love and compassion for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. young people. Right. So they send them the money only to find out that, yo, <laughs> that was a totally different person. So over the years, that has been one of the scams mm-hmm. that has, that is really, really, troubling the police and the old people so yeah all these things happen but Mm -hmm. probably they don't happen to us africans as i say because of the the language barrier and also maybe because sometimes i feel like they are they don't know how we will react so they they really can't we are not the victims or the ones that are being um targeted for that yeah for those ones um yeah, but we don't know. We might find some sharp Japanese person who's like, let me try out this African. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you should be, be you should be aware of that also mm-hmm. um, with regards to the, like Moringa said, the Japanese that do that. Um, but also the Africans that do it to Japanese as well as to us Africans. Yeah. Not even just Africans, other foreign nationalities. Yeah. And just to list some disorderly conducts that are made by Africans, since we are, are both Africans in Japan here, mm. I, I guess the first thing I will say is like overstaying their visa. So all around the world, people move, um, travel and they overstay their visa and they stay in that country. But in Japan, people do that too. And that is illegal here in Japan. If you overstay your visa, you might be deported. So I, I also don't understand how people have the bravery to overstay their visa because um, so many things in this country are directly attached to your residence card. Yep. You know, even your health insurance. Yeah. So I personally, I think to myself, you now if my visa is done, uh, what if I fall sick? What if I <laughs> I don't know something something mm-hmm. and you need to present your your health insurance and all these things so I find that people who do that are really brave <laughs> yeah they, in fact just recently I heard of a situation in which this lady um she came here with a um, visitor's visa to visit the husband the mm-hmm. husband is an illegal so she overstayed her visit and stayed with the husband so she got pregnant and she had a miscarriage and had to go to the hospital so she had to pay a lot of money and it was kind of very difficult for her to even get medical care because she didn't have any papers and she was she just had a miscarriage the the thing she did was she paid a lot of money just to get into the hospital and get some treatment so these Mm -hmm. are things that are happening if you're illegal and you overstay here it will be very hard to get medical care and such things so and also, in addition, also like finding work, because yeah. this let's let, let us admit this country is expensive to live in. Yeah. You need a certain source of income, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. You because let's say you know depending on the prefecture you stay in and you know the location. Um, if you're not a student, your rent starts from about forty-five thousand yen. Yep. If you're not a student, that is <laughs> the lowest. 45,000 yen, that's about $450 per month. That is small, in fact. <laughs> that is like really the lowest because I've not lived in other prefectures, but I believe some of them are really cheap. Mm-hmm. And that is probably you getting yourself a wooden house with no AC and stuff. <laughs> you know? For real, for real. So that's like the minimum. And then you need to eat yeah you need to pay bills i mean when it's summer 
the AC bills, the electric bills are through the Wonderful. roof. Mm-hmm. When yeah. it's winter, same story. So you, uh, I'd like to think on average in a month, you might need 150,000 yen. That's about $1,500 approximately. Yeah. For you yeah. to live a certain kind of comfort. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a certain level of comfort. So if you don't have papers that help you get work, that's why I'm saying these people are really, really brave. You know? They are, they are. Really brave. But some people do do lobby out a job um, somehow. Because yeah. I, then I know some companies, they take refugees and illegals to work for them. So, mm. yeah, you can find, you can find work, you can find all these things, but uh, depending on what you called comfort to you really <laughs> yeah mm. yeah i know that this other conduct that kind of surprised me was drug trafficking mm. yes so africans are dealing with drugs here i had a friend um he he has some um dreadlocks so he he always have problem in we japanese just come to him come to him and tell him oh can i buy some weed and stuff and wow. he's like, why, why are you coming to me? Because like, <laughs> maybe that is what they feel like some, some people that have dreadlocks are doing in Japan. They're selling weed to them. But this is something, <laughs> but this is something that's troubled him a lot when he goes out and people see him and wants to ask for weed and stuff. So they're misguided about his appearance. Yes. Mm. But 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 this just tells you the truth that like there are some Africans that deal with drugs here. Um, I have a I have a situation that someone was telling me. Um, they the um he has a friend that travel back home in one of the African countries. Mm. So when he travels and then he's a he's a legal resident in Japan here, working here. So when he was coming mm. back to Japan, you know some people would be like, oh, can you take this for me and this and that. Yeah. Someone that he really trusted back back home, um, mm-hmm. this kind of like of, of a religious leader, told him, "Oh, can you take this package for me? It's just like a um, cultural thing, like cultural, um, 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 yeah, yeah. That I want you to take along to give it to this person in Japan." Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. So he put it in his luggage and traveled from that African country to mm-hmm. Japan. Here, he didn't have any problem in immigration and stuff. So as soon as he landed in Japan, someone called him and told him, oh, you have a package for me. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This person told me to give it to you. Um, what's your details? I can send it to you. The person is in Tokyo. Mm. I, I can uh, post it for you. He was like, no, 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 don't post it. I'll come from Tokyo to and pick, it. And pick it up. And he was like, okay. So he was kind of like, okay, what is in this package that this person will travel all the way from Tokyo just to come get it? So when he opened it, he saw that it was some drugs in there. Mm. He just closed it back. And then when the person came, he gave it to him. He was he didn't he was kind of in a shock mood. Mm. Someone from Africa will give him something to transfer here and he'd had no idea about it. So he was a victim in this particular case. But Africans are dealing with drugs here in Japan and um yeah it's something that people need to be careful of especially when you back home and they ask you to bring something like be careful um, when someone here in Japan even told you even tells you take this for me or bring this for me be careful of those things um look at the the the, the item and the content before you move yeah i have uh i had of a similar story uh-huh. but this time actually it was an african again who was a victim so uh this guy was you know you going to school with different people from different countries you guys become friends yeah probably when you decide to stay in japan you visit each other you know you, you're friends you know because sometimes this country can get really too small and you really need people yeah, <laughs> people yeah. understand you True. outside the japanese uh bubble mm-hmm. so he was really good friends with this guy this guy is uh mm, um okay i'll not mention the country he's from mm-hmm. but uh he's caucasian mm-hmm. so that guy married a japanese lady and also this african guy had a japanese girlfriend mm-hmm. 
Okay, that is really not the point of the story. But uh, so this guy, the Caucasian guy goes back home and uh, he tells his friend, yeah, yo, so what's up? You know, um, I have some packages that are going to be delivered to your home, uh, wow. sending them all the way from my home country. Please keep them for me. Uh, when I come back, I will, you know, I'll get them from your house and all. So it was like, no problem, man. You know, we're cool and stuff. So the guy sent the stuff all the way from his home country, you know, and sent them to this guy's address in, in Japan. Japan. Oh my God. Yes. So when the stuff was delivered, he wasn't home. It's his girlfriend who, you know, who got the stuff and uh, kept them. Like, yo, this stuff came from from the post. And then he's like, it's okay. It's so-and-so stuff. Like, just keep it. He said he would come for it when um, he'd come for it when he comes back from home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, life goes on. Then this guy comes back to Japan and he calls him up like, yo, so did you get the package? Like, yeah, you, I got the package. When you have time, please uh, drop by and I deliver it. Mm-hmm. So this guy is like, uh, he calls him up. He's like, I'm in the parking lot. Could you please bring the stuff? He's like, okay, no problem. Dresses up, picks the stuff goes to the parking lot hmm. by the way uh this is like this story i was not there I, mm-hmm. i'm also just narrating what i stole yes so when he's handing over the stuff to the guy police comes out of nowhere and surrounds them so in shock this guy drops the stuff and runs away the african guy drops the stuff and runs and he's trying to get back to his house you know at that point i think you're really confused you're yeah, 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 yeah. thinking rationally yeah so they arrest him they put him in prison and uh of course they grab the other guy too they put him in prison and this guy doesn't even know why he's arrested see so lucky the only good thing for him is that his girlfriend you know, of course, because she speaks Japanese and all these things. Yeah. Follow up the case and they found out, you know, arresting him for drug dealing because this guy was actually a drug dealer. What he would do, he would put drugs inside Nike sneakers and <laughs> send over the stuff from from his home country. Oh, my God. And, and the police had been trailing that Caucasian guy for a very long time. So... That is one of the reasons why he didn't post them directly to his house, probably yeah. because that would have been like directly incriminating him. So yeah. he asked this friend of his to pick, uh, rather to receive the stuff. And, you know, just like that, the African guy was jailed for- So many wicked people here. Oh my God. Yeah. That is just... So anyway, I don't know how long he was in jail, but uh, he finally got out because when they did investigations and his girlfriend, you know, was witness to it, was like, I received the package and uh, yeah, it's so-and-so who sent it to us. And, you know, it's the first time we had received a package like that. So they did their investigations and after some time, after a long time suffering in prison, by the way, they let the African guy out. Now, for the other Caucasian guy, now you see where life becomes unfair because uh, drug trafficking and things involved with drugs are obviously like that's big penalties, huge penalties in Japan. Mm-hmm. This Caucasian guy, he's as I said, he's married to a Japanese lady and they have kids. So his wife pleaded on his behalf that he's a father, he needs to take care of his kids, blah, 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 blah. So <laughs> he got off with a much lighter sentence. You know, <laughs> that that is how a lot of fraudsters get away with their crimes. It's mainly Japanese wife or kids doing mm. the things that they they use. But with that, with African guy's case, for me, I almost got, I was almost taken to prison. Also, <laughs> like I had, a, I have a very bad experience, and my my case was like people that do money laundry. They're they're, they're, um, Africans here that do a lot of fraud and money laundry. And my case was, I know this lady. I don't don't mind talking about the African country. She's from Cameroon. And this lady, I used to braid her. I have braided her maybe twice or three times. 
and I usually go to her house and she was so nice. She had two kids and a husband. And when you go to their family, you see, okay, this is a nice family. The kids are great, you know, and they always talk about um, their religious affiliation, how they want to go, how they want to talk to their um, religious leader and this and that. So I feel like they were religious and really good people. Mm. So let's say I haven't talked to this lady since December of that year. And then in around March, she sent me a message. She was like, oh, Fatu, um, I need some help. I'm currently not in Japan. I'm back home taking care of my mother-in-law in Cameroon. And, um, and last month, I paid some bill for my sister in Canada to go to school, school fees for in a university. And I paid it through the post, through, through the post, um, those money transfer. But but the but the but the uh, but the university they never got the money mm. so i need your help um because i went back to the post office but they said um it's gonna take some time for me to get my money back into my account so i was like okay so the main problem is she didn't get the money from the university that she paid back to get, to get back in her account so she wanted me to go to the post office and ask why the money is still not in her account so I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. You know, it was so innocent. I didn't, I didn't see it as anything, and I thought she's a nice lady. So I went to the post before, but before going to the post office, I went to my school secretary. I was in school. Mm. I went to that because my Japanese is not very good. So I asked her, can you please write me a note that can explain to the, the receptionist when I go to the bank yeah. that. I, this is what I need. I want to ask and inquire why the money has not been transferred yet to her account, back to her account. Yeah. So my secretary wrote a note and she was like, okay, when you need anything on the way, just let me know or call me if you have any question. Mm. So I went to the post office bank. I went, I showed them the note at the reception. I gave them the bank book and the bank card. But how did you get the bank book and the bank card? That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> and the bank card because the lady was like okay Fatu I'll send you the bank book and the bank card um so the one who sent me the bank book and the bank card it was from Tokyo mm. oh, it, was, it was an address from Tokyo and he's a man mm. I forgot his name I don't care about his name those people ah I'm like but I think he's also Cameroonian mm. so I received it in my mail. So all of this, I took to my secretary. I'm like, this is the mail that they sent me. And mm. this is the bank. I explained everything to my secretary before leaving. I don't know how God helped me to just explain to someone before I left. That but that is what helped me. So I went to the bank with the uh, details and I gave it to the reception. The reception was like, okay, can you please sit down and wait? I'm like, okay. And then next five minutes, the manager of the bank came to me and told me, oh, would you like to sit at the back, like in the office? Um, because this is going to take time. I'm like, no, don't worry. Because I was just watching some some Japanese drama on. Mm -hmm. on so I was just taking my time. In the next 10 minutes, I have a dozen, couple, more than a dozen police that just came and surrounded me. Same. I couldn't talk. I was just like, okay. And they just came to me, they were speaking Japanese. They were like, can we see your residence card? Um, what are you doing in Japan? What are your plans in Japan? How long have you been here? They were asking questions and questions. I'm like, can someone tell me what's happening? And then this Japanese police told me, give me a translation of what everything means. He was like, this bank account is linked to money laundry and fraud. My goodness. I was you become a criminal. Yeah, I was in shock. I was in shock and he was like can you come come with me to the police station I'm like what? I'm like no I'm sorry I can't go to the police station so I called my secretary in immediately I'm like I'm in trouble I need mm -hmm. your help she was like okay Fatu, I'm coming so she drove from the school mm -hmm. to the bank and came there so the police I'm like um I cannot go to the police station because I have heard a friend that told me don't ever go to a police station because it will be more serious so they told me, okay, can we go to the back office of the bank to talk? I'm like, sure. So a lot of the police, they went back and I, I was left with maybe four interrogators. They put me at the back of the office. And then just in time, 
Girl, it was a movie, you know? That day was the worst day of my life in Japan here. It was a terrible experience. So I went, so my, my secretary came and long story short, I showed them all the text messages I had with the lady. I showed them the package that came with the bank book and everything. I explained everything to them. I even called the lady in front of them. The lady was lying, was like, Fatu, what are you talking about? I don't know. I'm like, girl, you are caught red-handed. They were at, oh, it was just horrible that an African, that we came from the same West Africa, that you can actually do something like that to me. You know you, you, your, your, your bank account is faulty and police have been following you for a long time. And then you try to implicate me on that. Mm. It just opened my eyes to a lot of things. And since then, like, I, I don't deal with people with, with regards to bank accounts. I don't, I don't care who you are. I don't, I don't care how long I've known you. I don't deal with bank accounts or transfer or anything like that. I just stop. And just a lesson to everyone, like, be careful of things related to banks in yeah. Japan and other people. Um, money. Yeah, money. Just be careful of that. That is something that you don't want to deal with here in Japan. Yeah. My goodness. So what happened after? Like, uh, how did it end? Well, I gave them everything that I had with the documents and they were like, oh, you can hold it. I'm like, no, I don't want to hold this. You can delete it. You can burn it or whatever. I gave them everything. So they took the bank account card and the bank book. Mm. And yeah, that was it. So they told me, oh, you are just a victim. Because they saw all the messages, they know I don't, I don't have anything to do to do with that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It was just God's help. Because if this was a man, maybe it might have been different. Because I was a lady, probably they took it lightly on me. But yeah, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. And I think because you had a witness, you know, the secretary could, could, you know. Exactly. Yeah, she showed me these things, and also she's Japanese, so yes, so they can communicate to each other. Exactly. And yeah, she'd explain to them. Damn, that is. Yeah. Since then, I I don't trust a lot of people in Japan. Um, and I'm sorry, maybe I might be a little bit biased, but Cameroonians, um, I love you guys, but I I cannot trust <laughs> a lot of Cameroonians here in Japan, and that's just me. I see. Well, yeah, a lot of people have fallen victim. Some stories never make it to the news. Yeah. Some stories never make it, like you never get to know. So there must be a lot of people who have fallen victim to most this. Most definitely, thing. most definitely. And as we said earlier, it's not just Africans who, you know, our fellow brothers and sisters who might make you a victim. Even other people, you have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Or even yeah. other people, you you know, you think this person is your good friend and stuff. You trust them to a certain level, but uh, we never know what people are up to in this country or yeah. anywhere in the world, for that matter. We have to be careful. And yeah. one other one other popular thing that Africans do is romance fraud. <laughs> yeah. No. A, a lot of Japanese women, older women, they want to get married, they want to have kids, and they're kind of a little bit desperate for love, I think, yes. a little, just a little bit. So it's easy for them to be um, scammed by other people that will talk to them nice online and then make them fall in love and then get money from them. And that is mainly what the romance process mean. Uh, mm. A lot of people, a lot of Africans are doing it to Japanese, older Japanese women, and it's working. And just last year, two two people were arrested for these, and there are more people out there doing it still. And it's not just Japanese women. This can happen to African women or any type of women that are in Japan, and you're kind of lonely, and you don't have anyone to talk to. This can happen to you. Romance fraudsters. Yeah, you know, I think it's even probably it might be a little higher in this country because this country is like people are so isolated. There's that lack of community. So you like end up feeling lonely yep. many of the times. Like you really need a serious support system mm-hmm. in this country. 
because you know where we come from it's really community you know your cousins your siblings your aunties and uncles like wherever you go mm-hmm. you, you're really never alone but in this country you have your small four walls <laughs> small tiny house you your routine is practically the same you know from your home to work from your home to school and the reverse monday to friday to sunday sometimes so mm-hmm. it can get really mentally disturbing and it can it can it can find who makes you feel special and mm-hmm. fall for it easily then oh yeah um, and we, we're not saying like don't fall in love online because yeah. sometimes <laughs> you can meet good people but just be careful um try to recognize the red flags when people are too too nice too quick like it might not be real somehow so just mm. just um have some sort of discernment with um yeah. with how you make decision and that's it i'd also like to think this romance fraudster is a double-edged sword mm-hmm. but sometimes uh, i've had stories whereby actually the guy might actually like the lady but the lady is not really into you know the whole serious um relationship thing mm-hmm. just want someone you know yes want someone to be with and uh, maybe even if you guys get married just want someone because in japan when you get married with the guy you when you work you give your money to the wife mm-hmm. so the wife plans for the home and everything yeah. she just gives you some money to put you know, for transport for going out with your friends so women are also looking for comfort yeah. but you also find yourself you're in this situation you're not used to the kind of culture so you're like some sort of prisoner i would say <laughs> so you can't wiggle yourself out of what you've already gotten yourself into you know and i think this is common to maybe african guys because we come from different backgrounds true you 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 do not know how their culture works you do not know how the systems work so you fall for this lady but she might have different <laughs> a different agenda agenda true i mean all these romance fraud fraudsters um especially on the woman's side like if you fall a victim it's maybe because you're greed it's because of greed somehow if someone tells you oh i have diamond somewhere but i need money to transport it and you send them it's because you want part of the diamond somehow <laughs> so some greed is also part of it but it's just like like i said just be careful of people out there um especially mm-hmm. people you meet online in this day and age um all our lives are online especially this current um time way in we in quarantine so yeah. you just have to be careful and um listen to your guts yeah yeah another yeah. thing that i've also um heard of is african men that have kids with japanese women and then they abandon them with the kids uh yeah um there was a story where in this it was very sad this lady was going around taking a uh, holding a picture of this guy telling i uh, seen whenever he sees an african he was like do you know him do you know him do you know him and the thing is that some guys are still living in japan here they abandon their wives and then the kids and never see them again i mean it whatever reasons that that made them to let to leave their wife they could have like being being a little bit more honest with people and like you know not be immoral in your actions somehow mm-hmm. and i think that is something that's that's kind of very not not a, not a good image to us africans because with that japanese women will be afraid of getting married to african men again and yeah these are just bad bad examples that we have seen mm. um does this place i sometimes go to uh like my colleagues some of them are caucasian mm-hmm. so like across the place where we we walk there's this house uh there's an old lady mm-hmm. and she has two grandkids a boy and a girl i think the kids are between the ages of uh, maybe uh 8 and 12 mm-hmm. 
and they are, you know, they are biracial. Mm -hmm. So every time they see me going to the place, I see the kids peeping. Like I, at first, at first, like I didn't take it seriously because it was summertime when I saw them. And in summertime, you know, some Japanese can really tan. They look like biracial, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, these kids are really, they have a really deep tan this summer, you know? Oh. <laughs> so after some time, uh, I saw the kid biking past past the place. So one of my colleagues said, oh, by the way, those kids, uh, I think they're the father. Their father is African, but I've, we've never seen their parents. They stay in that house with their grandmother. I was like, oh, really? So yeah, I, I kind of got curious, you know? So, like, every time I'd see the kids, I would smile at them, but they would look at me with, like, I don't know, some sort of, like, oh, you know? Yeah. So I asked, because, you know, somehow, somehow people always know what's going on. <laughs> So I asked them, I was like, I try to smile at those kids, uh, but they, they're not really responsive. Huh? They're like, yeah, the, like, the grand, like their mother moved to a different prefecture to find work. And she like helps the kids, like she had to leave the kids with the, their grandmother because their father abandoned them. So it's like, did he go back home or did he, is he somewhere in Japan? And they're like, they don't even know where the guy is, you know? Oh my god. So it's really sad. Well, uh I wouldn't like to think it's just Africans doing it, mm -hmm. but because Africa is close to home, I mean yeah. Africa is home, that yeah. is why we are pointing out these things. Uh people yeah. out there shouldn't think, oh, it's only Africans doing this stuff. No, but just, just think about the stories that are close to home. So such things really make the rest of, say, the African guys who are genuinely in love with their Japanese women. Exactly. It makes even those ones who actually want to start a relationship and build a life with Japanese women mm -hmm. or any other women yeah. uh, in this part of the world. It makes them look bad. It makes them, you know, it makes it makes the entire continent look like, you know, we're friends. <laughs> Yeah, because maybe there's that African girl who genuinely has a thing for a Japanese guy, but we don't know if that will go through because if the, these stories are constantly being aired out there and uh, it's really unfair for the entire continent. As, exactly, as exactly. As a whole, we need to, you know, reflect inwards. No, whatever the reason, as Patty said, whatever the reasons why why you guys broke up. I mean, the kids and uh, we we don't want like because they are part of us, you know. Yeah. Half yeah. African, we don't want them growing up presenting the other half they are. True, true. Because that's something they can't they can't wake up one morning and change. Yeah, yeah. So. Let's think about the next generation of people that we want to have and raise. We don't want to have so much hatred, you know, being thrown at the continent. We're already dealing with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. Like, like, like I said earlier in the, in the beginning that most people come here as illegals. And being an illegal, you need a job. You want, um, you want, you, you have a goal coming here. So, you can lie a lot. You can do a lot of things just to get your way to get what you want. It's like survival of the fittest. Like, mm. what can I do if it's scamming or lying or lying to someone? I will do it just to get it. So these are some mindset that people have when they come here. I think that's the, that's, that might be one reason. That's why you have a lot of people that are kind of untrustworthy when they come to Japan. They act as they act as something that they are not here mm. and yeah that that, that 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 is kind of immoral to me and um but each their own uh whichever perspective they they are kind of say they're saying it mm. that's it well i would also like to you know speak to the africans our brothers and sisters out there whether in japan whether back home mm -hmm. you know you said something about mindset I'd like for everyone to know that no matter your beginnings, you know, you can change your life without really going the the rookie the rookier path, you know. 
True. Because I've seen stories of guys who come here, for example, through language school. Mm-hmm. They hustle, hustle. They do language school. They are working. They after that, they you know they get a job and you know they do something. Yeah. They become a someone, you know, uh, through their hard work. You know, you might also have come here illegally. You might have come here on refugee passport. You might be overstaying, but. You know, Japan is a country that has systems to help everyone. Yes. So if you really come out and you tell them, you know what, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to, you know, think about adding value to wherever you are. There are systems in place to help you with that. Most you know? definitely. So there's been people and also the people you speak to, because I feel like some of some people decide to go through certain avenues mm-hmm. because of the people they are speaking to. So you the only know, tip. yeah. So you only know about one way of surviving. <laughs> yeah, there are other ways you can survive. I remember some time back, I attended this gathering. I will not say who was there, <laughs> but I attended a gathering of some Africans. And um, there are some two, three guys who are just coming from Africa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were, you know, we're having a chat and all. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy who has been in Japan for like maybe over 10 years. Mm-hmm. So these guys were saying, so what can we do to stay here? What can we do to survive? You know, because I think their visas were almost expiring and, you know, all that halabaloo. So... This guy is like, ah, you know, you can, you know, you can, you know, maybe find a girl, you can woo her and, you know, you can get married and stuff and, you know, you can plan your life from there. Mm -hmm. I have never felt so much anger. (laughs) Like I've never felt so much instant anger Mm. towards this guy. I was like, you know, first of all, the guy who was saying that, that is not even the route he took. <laughs> Do you see that selfishness? Mm-hmm. You know? I was like, but there's different, there's, I mean, I don't know all the ways to survive, but there are ways to survive. Most definitely. You know? So I was like, there must be some, a place you can go to, apply to maybe study, and you start from there or yeah. whatever other systems that are in place yeah. but you can't tell someone to you know hand their lives over to an individual you know and that is what he was telling them he was dead serious he was not <laughs> missing his words yet for him he has a job he I, I don't know what job he exactly does but he has a job that brings him money you know he brings him an income and he can you know live uh, a certain level of comfort in this country. Uh-huh. He also learned the language, probably, you know, by being sharp and stuff. He didn't go to like, you know, language school and stuff, mm-hmm. but he learned the language, you know, and he can, you know, find his way around in this country. So the company you keep, the people you ask about how to go about life is also very important for your mindset <laughs> you know it's very important for your mindset so definitely people are there you need to do your research i think uh, the embassy of japan in many countries has a lot of information yeah you know and also when you're asking these questions look at the person you're asking <laughs> what, what kind of life mm. what kind of life are they leading true you know? true so okay fine you could ask whether they're living um whatever kind of life they're living but ask as many people as you can you know ask as many people as you can then you pick out for yourself what it is you feel comfortable with yeah i i I can tell you a secret that is not so like a secret Mm -hmm. um most of these african men that that got married to japanese women they, they, they come follow us Africans again. They, they want a girlfriend on the side. <laughs> yeah, it's, those are the men that mostly have talked to me personally, men that are married or they have a Japanese girlfriend on the side that's giving them papers. I'm like, are you serious? Like, 
what is wrong with you? And they'll be like, oh, I just wanted to pay first. That's why. Da, 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 da. Be careful. Like, do, don't take that route. That route might not be the best for you if you're going to be dishonest with some some person um, just to get papers or just to stay in a country. Um, mm. Like Murungi said, do your research. There are other routes that might be better. There are a lot of people that came here illegally and they are living good lives and honest, making a honest living. And um, yeah, it all depends on how motivated you are and how, how, um, and how, and but getting the, it under in the right way is, is something that we encourage because it might give a bad image to us Africans here. I think Jeff hinted on this, so you guys can, you know, listen to the podcast of dating in Japan. Yeah, Jeff really did hit on this because some people there might say, ah, you're women, you're just saying these things, you don't understand, blah, 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 blah. But your fellow, your fellow guy talked about this thing, so look out for that, for that episode and, you know, he gave some tips. Most definitely. How to, mm. how to, you know, survive in this country and, you know, make something of yourself out there. Right. For you. Yeah. So, so um, I wanted to talk about like uh, you. You touched on it a little bit about like how these fraudsters and these scammers they get away with their with their disorderly conduct. And one of them that you mentioned with the with the um, Caucasian guy was mm. the wife used um, herself being a Japanese and having kids. Yeah. Yeah. And other people, they use Japanese women that have fallen, actually fallen in love with them. They use them, they put them through a lot of trouble, getting them out of prison, paying for a lot of them just to get out of these um, these crimes they are committing. People do that. Mm, I see. Yeah. The world is quite interesting. <laughs> the world is quite interesting out it there. Is. It is most definitely. Yeah. So, what do you think? Um, with all these, what what I what do you think Japanese people will think of Africans? Um, after hearing these news about Africans um causing romance fraud and drug trafficking and trafficking and stuff, what 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 do you think? Um, that's a very tough question because. <laughs> Because I don't entirely understand how Japanese perceive things. I don't entirely understand. But what I know is, um, first of all, as we said in the beginning, it's not just Africans doing these things. True. There's also other people, Caucasians and stuff, and, you know, other Asians that are involved in these kind of crimes. Mm Mm-hmm. But I would feel like, uh, as I said, we've already what the world perceives of us. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they might, you know, they might look at all of us as, or many of us as just beggars. True. We come off as beggars. We come off as desperate. We come off as uh, people who don't want to work. Yeah. We might come off as. Uh, Mm. people are constantly looking for aid for help you know we come off like the last like the last people on the food chain <laughs> i personally unfortunately, unfortunately unfortunately that really that really rubs me the wrong way because there's so many africans out there not just in japan who are doing amazing things who are really trying to uplift the continent and the image of our people so all these things happening it's like we take 10 steps ahead and 500 steps back unfortunately so for me i think i just just mm. to um put a point i think next next um in our following episodes we'll talk about some africans that are doing great things in japan here um that have excelled in a lot of things um and doing things back home that's something that we want to touch on also just in case yeah so go ahead it's not just the bad things that we're talking about today but this is just a small part of it yeah and also we'll uh, we'll invite uh, some japanese people to yeah. tell us about the experience of living in Africa mm-hmm. and uh, their experience of maybe being around Africans yeah. in Japan so that we really understand their perspective because we might say something here and the Japanese are 
thinking something <laughs> completely, completely true, different. True. So we'll bring you those those episodes. Watch out for them. So all in all, it comes down to pushing our continent and our identity further down the rabbit hole. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, unfortunately. For me, I just don't want to be judged earlier just by looking at me and seeing that um, I'm black mm. and I'm African to be judged and put in a particular um, subgroup of people. Mm. So that is something I don't. But if something like this happened to a Japanese, they will they will kind of think of a country like that, like this particular country they're doing this. So maybe anyone who comes from this country might be doing this. So. Uh like distrust might be might might be um seen that's something that they might put on you when 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 even like you you are you are a good person in in um in real life so yeah so last, last, before, yeah yeah you can go ahead go on <laughs> no i just wanted to talk about maybe some advice that you want to give people back home to be aware of and um also African brothers in Japan, brothers and sisters in Japan here. Um, I think we already talked about it, you know, the company you keep and yep. the people you, you're asking advice from mm-hmm. really need to weigh and you need to get a wide spectrum of advice. Uh, secondly, you need to also be careful, you know, uh, you need to be careful with all these things of money, posting, help me post this, help me post the other, help me receive this, help me receive the other. I remember one time a friend was going back to UG, mm-hmm. and I asked her to bring me food and she said, yo, I, you know, uh, I don't know, man, you have to write a letter saying you have sent me, you have sent me to carry this for you and at first I didn't understand it. Wow. I was like, what the what hell? Like, why do you feel so big? I'm just asking for food, you know. But after listening to some of the stories, I was like, yeah, she had a point to look out for. Most her. definitely, most definitely. You can use that as a route, you know. You can ask the person to write a letter saying that they have sent you for stuff, you know, just to cover your, <laughs> cover your backside. Uh, yeah, that is all for me because I feel like we already looked into some of the advice. We have, we have um, thrown in a lot of advice to people. Um, that are not yet in Japan and people that are here in Japan. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned, um, we want to throw a good light to our continent. We already have bad, uh, a little bit of a bad image um, to mm-hmm. everyone out there. Um, so at least whatever you can do, make it make it look um, good so that, um, yeah, be, just be a good person, just be a good human being to the human race. And just to, a last point that Murungi mentioned was like, helping people to send money um, in Japan, like there's a certain amount of money that you cannot send at a particular point. So be careful. People might be telling you, oh, can you send this for me? Just be careful when people ask you to do things and make sure you know what, what's the motive behind what they're doing, like try to um, investigate mm-hmm. that. So yeah, and don't trust everyone that you see. Not everyone is, yeah. So they are. <laughs> Like I said, use discernment and yeah, you should be fine. And yeah. Some of these things, like if someone tells you, can I send this to you, to your place? Why aren't they sending it to their own places? <laughs> you know, if they ask you to send money, why aren't they using their own bank account to send the money? Exactly. You know what? Yeah. Help me, uh, help me send this money to so-and-so in this country or in a different prefecture why aren't they doing so they'll tell you that oh my bank account blah 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 but let us be honest True. if your bank has an issue in japan that thing will be resolved in like a day yes and the thing is that you can go to any branch like my case i could have asked why why couldn't someone in the one in tokyo go to any bank in, in tokyo to do that for you like what was I thinking? You know, I, I wasn't thinking right. So right. you have to ask yourself some questions before you do things for people here in Japan. Yeah. And, you know, as you said, uh, crimes, no, these are not crimes of passion, but, you know, when you love someone and or you have a thing for someone, 
we're all we're human beings we're all blinded yes <laughs> by these things but you also have to have boundaries with whoever your partner is most definitely because yeah. sometimes people might be into shady things they're your partners but you do not know yeah. you know yeah yeah but so boundaries people we have to set a certain limit of boundaries yeah 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 so, just to sum it up um this was a really good episode and um like i mentioned it was close to home for me because i was a victim and mm-hmm. this is real just a last point this is real and this is happening in japan and um yeah you have to open your eyes a little bit more you have to shine your eye <laughs> true true <laughs> yeah So thank you all for listening to this episode. Um hope to catch you soon in the following episodes to come. I just to emphasize it's not only Africans doing this thing, okay? Yeah. Let's not go saying oh it's only Africans causing mayhem. No. <laughs> to are causing mayhem but uh as we said we are Africans and this is close to home. True. True. So We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. Stay well. Bye. Bye.